Hi, this is Enche, and welcome to another episode of How I Raised My Seed Round. Today, we are talking to the founder of Kenyan startup Tula. This startup is a unique combination of both agritech and fintech, and has raised over six hundred thousand dollars in its seed round. I am talking today to Hilary Miller Weiss, who is the CEO and founder of the company. Hi, Hilary. Welcome to the podcast. I would like you to explain what problem is Tula solving. And for which market? The problems that Tula is solving for relate to the inefficiencies in uh, agricultural supply chains in Africa, which, as we know, are dominated by smallholder farmers. Um, most of these farmers produce well below capacity, and it's our opinion that there are really four major reasons why that is. The first is that they typically use um, low-quality inputs or, or no inputs at all, mm-hmm. um, which of course has an impact on their productivity. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that they don't use high-quality inputs or enough inputs is that uh, they don't have the cash at the time that they need it to, to mm-hmm. be able to purchase those inputs, and they, they struggle to get credit. Um, the third is that um, they may not necessarily have the best agronomic on how to produce the crop, particularly in a context of climate change, when they are having to adapt and and change their practices. And then finally, um, they struggle to access market. They're subject to farm gate brokers um, who often will um, offer them a a throwaway price, uh, and they don't want to incur the risk of transporting their goods to market without the Uh certainty that they'll be able to make a profit. So. Tula's approach is a is a marketplace um, for smallholder farmers where they can get access to inputs, credit, uh, agronomy advice, and markets. How do you define Tula? Is it an agritech or a micro lending platform? It's a good question, um, and it's not that easy to put us in one category. Uh, mm-hmm. We're referred to as a fintech. We're referred to as an agtech. We're referred to as an e-commerce platform. Um, the way that we describe ourselves is, is that we are an online to offline marketplace. Um, the idea is that we're using technology to enable transactions to happen more efficiently in these supply chains. Um, it's not a pure play e-commerce uh, platform because with this customer, there still has to be human interface. Um, and you know, particularly because they only have feature phones and you know challenges around literacy, et cetera make it challenging to engage with them in a, in a sort of pure play e-commerce way. So we are um, a fintech, agtech e-commerce platform. <laughs> While conceptualizing Tula, how much time did you invest in assessing the need gap analysis? Well, I think, um, I mean, the most expansive answer to that is I spent my career um, at the intersection of agriculture, financial services, and technology. And Uh so you could say that it's been 20 years in the making. The idea being that, you know, when you when you work in this space, you know, historically, the the solutions have tended to be very fragmented. Um, They're often Uh often donor driven solutions uh, and they tend to be quite siloed. So there would be a a project that's focused on access to finance. Right. Or there are, you know, specialized kind of MFIs that are focusing just on the credit. But the problem is, if you solve for just one of those things, it's not actually resulting in the transformation that these supply chains need. 
So, mm -hmm. for example, you could you could get a farmer a, a, an input loan, and he's able to get inputs and increase his productivity. But if he doesn't have access to markets, then mm -hmm. his post-harvest cost is just going to go up. So, we really felt like what was missing in the market was a holistic solution that really would result in transform uh, transformational change in the supply chain. So Hilary, please take us through your fundraising process uh, for your seed round. So our case was a little unusual in the sense mm -hmm. that I was CEO of a different company called Isoko and mm -hmm. we started to develop the technology inside of that company and then we spun it out into mm -hmm. two. So we already had some investors that had been part of Isoko, had invested in Isoko, and were very excited about this new platform. And so came, came with us, in a way, um, to, to invest in Tula. Now, we still had to raise a seed round, mm -hmm. which uh, is, I mean, each stage of, of a raise, I think, is hard, but they're hard for different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. at the point we were doing the seed round, we were really so untested, right? We had very few data points and uh -huh. we were having to sell the vision, right? Um, uh -huh. And it, we'd had to knock on so many doors. <laughs> uh, okay. And you just, you had to hear no a lot, right? Um, uh -huh. And until we could find investors who understood what we were trying to do and believed in us as a team. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that phase is because you you don't have a track record um, mm -hmm. and you're really just selling the vision. Right. So how were you looking for these investors when you said that, of course, you were knocking on a lot of doors? Uh, how were you searching for these people? So... Um, one way that we did it was, well, first of all, to, to leverage the knowledge of uh, some of the investors from Isoko who came over into Tula and mm -hmm. to work through their networks. That was one. Uh, mm -hmm. was to use some of the forums that are available. Um, so Sankalp, for example, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, we had meetings scheduled every 30 minutes, I think. For, <laughs> Okay. It's, I'm, it's exhausting just thinking about it. Um, and uh, and friends and family, right? I mean, not in terms of investing, but in terms of, you know, tapping friends who had already raised money and trying to get introductions and, um, you know, advice on, on who we should talk to. So every possible resource that we thought we could use, we, we definitely used. So how long was this process of uh, raising funds uh, right from identifying the investors to money in bank? When we launched Tula, so when we spun it out, mm -hmm. we were very fortunate in that we had secured a grant from USAID um, okay. from the Development Innovation Window, which is a very unique um, mm -hmm. a program that they have. It's really geared towards innovators and you know early stage um, initiatives and so that was significant because it was it was half a million dollars and mm -hmm. it allowed us mm -hmm. to get started and mm -hmm. to start to get a bit of traction right some transactions um, 
before we had to start raising uh, the seed round. The seed round took, it was by the time, you know, money was in the door, it mm -hmm. was, it was a year. And we definitely underestimated how long it would take. And of course we had people say, oh yeah, it definitely takes longer than you think. <laughs> So one more thing here, probably, you know, um, I think our listeners would like to know is, or should know is, you know, how close or how accurate were you were, were you with your calculations regarding the amount of money you needed for your seed round? In some parts of the platform, uh, um, we exceeded uh, our target and in some areas we fell short. So okay. for example, we started while we're an end-to-end -end platform, we didn't build everything at once, right? So mm -hmm. we started with the inputs first. And initially, we mm -hmm. trying to work through the banks to, to have the okay. banks provide the credit to the customer. Okay. Um, and that really didn't work. So we then had to start doing the lending ourselves. So that oh, okay. was a pivot early on, a pretty significant pivot. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, it was the right decision, but uh, it meant you know quite a quite a change for us. Even mm -hmm. with that, we were mm -hmm. able to exceed our target on our input sales. Um, we started market the the market linkage component, connecting farmers to buyers, um, and mm -hmm. actually like a sort of super broker. It's kind of how we're how we're structured. Um, is was the last piece that we launched. Mm -hmm. And there we had no idea what to expect. We had no clue what it mm -hmm. would take to do a certain number of transactions. And I've told my investors, I wish I had never put a dollar figure on how much we were going to raise <laughs> <laughs> or how much we were going to generate, right? Because we didn't know what it would take. And of course, it was much harder than we expected and, you know, ran into more challenges. And so uh, we fell short on that target. But, you know, really this year was about learning. Um, mm -hmm. and get proof of concept uh, for that part of the platform so that we could start to scale it next year. As per you, what are the top three challenges faced by an African entrepreneur, especially while raising the seed round? I mean, the challenges are obviously that you don't have a track record yet. Um, mm -hmm. And what you're selling is the vision and the team, okay. right? Mm -hmm. and you're selling a solution, a unique solution to a problem, but you're mm -hmm. not selling that you've proven how to do it, <laughs> right? Okay, okay. So it's about really making sure that you really understand the problem deeply and mm -hmm. that you clearly articulate why this solution is better and is going to work. Um, okay. The second challenge is finding, figuring out which investors are better aligned. Mm -hmm. You know, we had for the round that we're closing now, mm -hmm. some VC investors in the US mm -hmm. that were interested, but we pretty quickly realized that they didn't understand the African market at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had a sort of Silicon Valley approach, mm -hmm. which we didn't, feel was going to work here um, okay. and we realized there was just a big disconnect into what they were used to in terms of the market fundamentals and what the reality on the ground was 
And so oh, we nice. lost time by, you know, trying to work with them. And had I figured that out quickly, we could have, you know, quickly moved on to find mm -hmm. suited investors. The third challenge is depending on the profile of the entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're, in my case, for example, my background is business, it's not, I'm not a programmer. I had to make a very compelling case as to why mm -hmm. I was the person to run a technology company. So it's really important that that entrepreneurs then understand where their gaps are and are able to preempt those questions and have a very mm -hmm. clear answer as to why that's not a risk, right? That you've that you've solved it. You've, you you know the gap is there and you have a solution for it. If there is one thing that you can change about the African ecosystem. And it could be, you know, an improvement, right? Necessarily, it has to be an improvement. Uh, what do you think you would like to do? I would say one of the biggest challenges that we have is the lack of data. Mm -hmm. It's really challenging to operate, and it, there is significant opportunity cost as a result mm -hmm. of lack of reliable data in these markets. So I think about, for example, in India, where for years, the, the Mandi, there are government workers in the in those markets who are collecting price data every day. Right. And that, that all gets centralized and it's digitized, right? That is mm. unbelievably invaluable data. And in most of the markets in Africa, that doesn't exist. And what it means is companies like us have to figure out some solution to get around that. And if that data were available, there could be so much more innovation that's happening. Um, the second thing that I would change is have a, a lot more investment in infrastructure such that the cost, uh, it, it can bring the cost down, right? We, we struggle so much with logistics, both mm -hmm. because there aren't yet large uh, consolidators who are doing, you know, transport across the country, um, mm -hmm. but also because you know, there are places of the country where we simply cannot source produce because you can't get a truck there. You know, the roads are really bad. And what that means is there are areas of the uh, country that during certain times of the year, we simply cannot source produce from farmers. Mm -hmm. because you can't get a truck there. And it's, it is really holding these economies back. Thank you, Hillary, for the valuable insights. Seed rounds tend to be challenging as you rightly pointed out that startups at this time do not have any track record. But I'm sure the listeners would be able to draw quick pointers on how to mitigate the situation through our conversation today. So if you have any favorite startup that you want to feature in this series or you have any queries related to seed stage funding or external funding, please write to us at editor at wetracker.com. Next week, I will be back with another episode, another founder on how I raised my seed round. Till then, thank you.